What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 153 of Little Root Lessons. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot. I got to watch Orlando pretty much in its entirety this weekend, which was great. Yeah, uh, I got to listen to all of, essentially all of day two. Um, there, was a, there was a little bit of stuff I missed here and there from... Uh, when I was traveling and didn't have service or whatever in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. But for the most part, I got to listen to all of it. Um, I spent the majority of uh, Saturday running our Rumble, which also meant I got to sit there and listen and watch the uh, day one stuff, which was really, really cool. Uh, saw a lot of really cool teams. Uh Day two stuff, I got up early enough to where I got to catch it when it started, and then I had to go to work, but work was slow enough that I could still listen and kind of keep up with what was going on. Uh, congrats to Wolf. Wolf Click uh, winning the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. And uh, huge shout-outs to, to uh, Ashton Cox for finishing second as well. I, I, I will say... The real hero was Chupa in top four, saving us from watching two matches of Dondozo Mir stalls. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, definitely the the uh, MVP there of the entire event. Yeah, it was. Uh, we had the the mirror to start the like day on top thirty two, mm-hmm. and the commentary was just. We can't talk about anything because there's nothing going on. We'll talk to you in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, like, and that's kind of the thing. It's like, the Dozomir is, it's very much, once it gets into a certain state, it's inevitable. Uh, it becomes very hard to kill Don Dozo, unless you're, like, playing Fisher. Like, that's, like, the only way you can really break it. Uh, or if someone really messes up. Uh, mm-hmm. But with between Substitute, Protect, Leftover Recovery... And, uh, and unaware. doing minimal damage with unaware, uh, the mirror becomes very easy to navigate. And if you get an early knockout, you essentially just win the game. Were either of the ones in the mirror, were, were either of them uh, unaware, or were they both? Or Every Don Dozo will be unaware that you run into. 99% of the time, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think that is a very fair assessment. It's just expect it to be, and if it's not, be surprised. Yeah, if it is anything else, it'll be oblivious, which means you're immune to like Arcanine, which might start to come up and be relevant. But Underwear just does the same thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like the worst uh, Arcanine's going to do is going to put you at neutral again, and that's the lowest you'll ever be. Yeah, and then after that, it doesn't matter. Like that's that's the worst you'll ever be is neutral against mm-hmm. intimidate. So that's why it's like is oblivious worth it? Not really. Water veil is the other is like the ha and it's like cool. I can't be burnt, but it doesn't really it's, matter. It's not very relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I will say that Chupa showed off the power of what Dondozo teams can do without the Dondozo. Uh, the second game of that match lasted about a fraction of the time the first one did. <laughs> the I first was... one was 25 minutes. The second one was four turns. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was like, I'm just going to put, shoot this one. I'm going to put on the gas and I'm going to burn this team down. And there's nothing you can really do about it. Yep. And it was, it was really sick. I, I do approve. 
I do like the Dozo teams with Revival Blessing, like Chupas. Uh, Ashton Cox's team does not have that setup. It's more of a... I can play these Pokemon without the other kind of situation, whereas Chupa's team is very much all in on the Dozo plan, like to do its thing. Uh, and I, I know... think I think Ashton talked about that a couple different times in interviews. It was just like, and I really do feel this way. Uh, just like when he was talking about it, it's like Don Dozo teams have been built in such a way that it's a Don Dozo team. Whereas his team is a team with Don Dozo on it. Yeah. Like, and I, I think that's a very good like way to explain it is like his is a synergistic team that also is playing Don Dozo. Mm-hmm. Whereas every other one is just like this is a team that is very hard hard centered around Don Dozo and trying to utilize it in the best way possible. Um, I would say Chupas is closer to that hybrid between the two as well. Uh, as we saw in that one game, it's just like, oh, I don't need Dondoza to do my do its thing. I can just hit you with Palmot or Fluttermane three times and you just go down. Because, let me tell you, Terra Electric Double Shock picks up a lot of chaos. It hurts. <laughs> um, when you get to just it, use it this... It does a chunk. When you get to use this 120 power base move with your boosted stab Terra that doesn't have a downside... It just destroys people. Yep, it's really freaking good, man. Um, but uh, we got a whole lot of Orlando coverage to go through today, so let's go ahead and get started on that. I'm going to swap screens here so people can kind of see So the, people can uh, stop top... looking at my ugly mugs. <laughs> people will be able to see the top 32 bracket. Uh, shout out to VGC Pace for putting all this together as much as they do. Uh, we're so going to be going off yeah. of the actual like VR page. Um, so try, kind of try to follow along if you can. Um, obviously, Wolfglick uh, winning the whole thing. Congrats to him. Um, this the Screamtail team is is really cool. It is very Wolfglick, right? It is very much a wolf te- a wolfy team. <laughs> did you did you see Wolf's? uh tweet i think it was before the match had started did you see his tweet no it said if i had a nickel for every time i played ashton cox in a final of a regionals while playing parish song i would have two nickels which isn't a lot but it is funny (laughs) yeah it's funny that it happened twice uh i remember correctly it was 2015 um where they played each other and he had and wolf click had parish um and looking at this screamtail set i think we're going to see this just a lot more on just regular teams because how fast this thing was with disable was really punishing to some teams uh, yeah yeah it's it's like the commentary team was saying when it's good it's very good and on top of that like it takes a lot for it like it, it takes a very skilled player with the team to properly pilot it. Yeah. So like, it's it's not a surprise to me that Wolf Glick, who has a history of playing these Paris Trap, you know, position based teams over the last ten years mm-hmm. it you know, did well with a team like this. It's yeah. not a surprise to me. Um Overall, the team's got very bulky tools, things like Arcanine, Among Us, um, 
Gothitelle to kind of be your trap. Uh, the offensive side of this is there's a, a, a physical attacking Palafin and a special attacking uh, Fluttermane. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> That's 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 the damage. Um, Arcanine deals damage on its in its own with flare bits at extreme speed, but a lot of the time you're more likely pivoting Arcanine out to reduce the amount of physical damage you're taking, and utilizing your Palafin or your Fluttermane as your actual like main damage source if you're in a position where you need to deal damage. The Palafin Gothitelle core that he has here is really freaking good. Yeah. Um, being able to lock in your opponent while you get to pivot out your Palafin for pretty much free and send in either Arcanine or Amoongus or Screamtail or anything bulky to take its place is very, very powerful. Yep, it's really freaking good, man. Um, and I am, I'm really, I've been playing with, I, I literally stole his uh, his two sets for it and just have been playing around with it all day and it's felt... Really cool. I'm yeah. I'm a fan of of what we've got going on here. Um, notably on this team too, it it does have like tools to stall the game out longer as well if we need to. Uh, mm-hmm. Both heal pulse and pollen puff on this squad means that if we need to click a heal button, we can. It's ne- nothing's ever going to actually get really really low on HP. Um, and he even has two ways to set up perish song with Screamtail and Fluttermane, and so like. I feel like this team was... It's designed almost perfectly. He said in in the uh, post-game interview that this team is all but perfect. And I would say this team probably is the perfect example of what Parish Trap should be doing this gen. Mm-hmm. It's cool, man. It's a really, really well-designed team. Um... Other big notable things. Uh, some Some cool stuff here is... His Fluttermane was Terra Grass, which is interesting. That's not a Terra type that we see on Fluttermane too often. Um, and he had three Terra Water types to kind of stall out Dondozo matchups a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Gothitelle, Arcanine, and obviously Palafin doing the Terra Water thing. Uh, and then something I'm very happy to see is the, the Terra Dark Amoongus start to get popular because it protects you from all the psychic type attacks that people would be throwing into you from like psi spam uh and it also uh makes you immune to prankster which is very very powerful yep but yeah this team is really really cool i like it a lot um it'll take someone will probably pick this up and put enough reps into where they can probably play it at knoxville and maybe win but it'll definitely uh have a harder time i think because it's on everybody's radar I, I think, uh, like we were kind of talking about earlier in our group chat, I think that Paris Song is something that people haven't had to respect in a while, um, especially like hard Paris trap like this. Yeah. Um, you know, we've we've seen the like the Azumarill late game. Uh, the you know knock out two things parasong clean up the game like we've seen that kind of parasong we saw that with like lapras in the last gen um but we haven't seen this all right i'm gonna click parasong i'm gonna trap you i'm gonna stall out for three turns and then i'm gonna save my pokemon yep pretty much that's 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 how the trap thing works right it's just like we don't play around that too terribly often it's like it's not a thing 
And it's funny, Gothitelle had a very big weekend this weekend. A lot of it was these, like, Fluttermane Gothitelle teams. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly, I have the data here. Uh, there were 11 Gothitelle in the top 32. And a lot of them were paired with a ghost type of some sort just to play around with that stuff. But a good chunk of them, I believe, had some sort of available parish song in the form of Fluttermane on them. Okay. Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. At least eight of them had access to Parish Song. Had had access to Parish Song if it was a thing. If it was on there. With the Fluttermane. Um whereas Wolf's was the only version of Parish to have like Screamtail on it. And it was the it was the version that did the best. Obviously, Screamtail is better than all, apparently. So, fun fact for you. Um, Wolf's team, as expected, has six protects on it. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Like, every Pokemon should have protect if you're playing Parish Trap. That's just kind of the rule. Like, not only that, but, like, just, you know, it's a very good attack. Like, being able to prevent your opponent from dealing damage is really useful. Yep. And, you know, just having it where, even if you weren't trying to do this, like, stall thing of just, like, trying to take the game and slow it down as much as possible, just being able to, you know, prevent your opponent, like, being able to scout what your opponent is doing is going to be good. Yep. Uh, Second place was Ashton Cox, um... Their team was uh, Droopy Form uh, Tatsugiri, which is the uh, pinky purple one, for those that may not know. It's um, the shiny white one. Yes, the, the shiny is white, which is very, very clean. I like that one a lot. I do, too. Um, it's a good-looking shiny. Obviously, Dondozo. Uh, they also had uh, Roaring Moon, uh, Iron Hands, Brute Bonnet, and then uh, Series 1 staple Goldango uh, has made an appearance. Uh, Goldango... Uh, was kind of like Don Dozo a little bit going into series two. A lot of people kind of just like said, Oh, Goldango's not really a threat anymore. There's this Pokemon called Fluttermane. It's faster than it. It can hit it with a shadow ball and kind of just blow people up. Uh, Goldango's still really, really good. <laughs> don't, don't brush it off. Just like don't brush up Don Dozo yet. Um, this, this team, it's very interesting. And I think it's going to be just as hard to play as like Wolf's Parish Trap team for some people to pick up. It is not very obvious, like, hey, I can win with this team very easily because it's it's got a lot of moving parts and a lot of little things here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, comparatively to, like, the other Dondozo teams, we usually don't see things like Roaring Moon on those types of teams. They're, it's a little bit... Uh, it's a little bit weird, I would say, because you normally have... Um, Either like Palmot or Iron Hands uh, as your physical attacker. And if you do need another one, you do play Brute Bonnet a lot of the time. But um, Roaring Moon as your Tailwind setter is very interesting. I I really like it. It's, um, it's a very, very unique Pokemon. I'm a fan of it. The interesting He's doing part... the acrobatics thing, right? Yeah. Yes, he was doing the acrobatics thing. The interesting part here is it's also carrying Throat Chop. Which, which, incidentally, stops uh, Parish Song. If it ever got into a position where it worked, it was great. Yeah. 
but it never really got into that spot because both of the Parish Song users carry fairy-type coverage. Uh, so it's like, you kind of have to waste your Terra and hope you don't get knocked out. Oh, I didn't realize Wolf's uh, Fluttermane had Parish Song. Yes. That was the... The, only, the only time I ever saw it was uh, Screamtail clicking it. Yeah, uh, there was definitely a uh, a much better. Uh, uh, obviously, Screamtail was was the much better like tr- Parish Song user on that team, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. Parish Song on Fluttermane is still really good. You can still get away with it with just like Gothitelle and Fluttermane kind of doing what you mentioned with the Azumarill doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. It was really funny, though. It's just like you have access to this move to stop the Parish Song. It's just the Pokemon that it's on can't ever sit in front of any of them because it just goes down if it gets hit. (laughs) So if you happen to just call it wrong and don't pick up the knockout with the Throat Chop, because it is a neutral hit into both of those Pokemon, um, most of the time they will just pick you up on on the back end and you'll feel really, really bad. Yep. Um... But did you uh did you see Spack's tweet about uh about Tatsugiri? About how uh we all know the uh droopy form is uh <laughs> They said Orlando is proof that droopy Tatsu sucks, since the only way it's viable if it has zero effect on the match. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which, um honestly, like for future thoughts, like I guess, I guess it doesn't really matter because we're playing open team sheets. It's it's literally just like whatever you want to play. But like for laddering purposes, it's bad because when people see Droopy, they know like what immediately what you're doing. Yeah. Whereas with either of the other two, they have to you know actually think about it. Well, it's it's kind of. A two-sided coin there. It's just like, if they see Droopy, it's like, oh, they probably don't have order up. They might be doing something different. Uh-huh. But you don't necessarily know how different. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas if you see the Stretchy or the Curly, you can guess that they usually are just like Wave Crash Substitute Order Up Protect. <laughs> and kind of can just go from there. Um, but I think that this version, like you men- we mentioned at the start of the show, uh, it is very much a team that has Dondozo on it as this, like its own thing rather than uh, a Dondozo team with a secondary mode like we saw with Chupas or some of the other Dondozo teams. Yep. That's that, crazy. Say, that kind of brings us to third place, which is... Again, one of the more unique teams. This is a kind of a new archetype we hadn't really seen yet, but it started to pop up uh, in Top Cut specifically. Uh, and it's this like bundle <laughs> so, Tyranitar Great Tusk thing. Looking at the top three teams, the only one that's repeated is Gothitelle. <laughs> yeah, like not surprising. Gothitelle, like I mentioned, had a very good showing at Orlando. Um, and. <laughs> James's team here, I, I mentioned this in group chat, it feels like a very seniors VGC style of team. It it goes fast, it hits hard, it wants to do the things, and I love it for that. I think it's right uh, up my it's, alley. 
It's got some really cool text here that just you don't you wouldn't think of seeing out of like some of the more veteran VGC players in the game. Um, like Ghost uh, Iron Bundle. Uh, you have this uh, Wikiberry Terra Dark with Gothitelle with Taunt to, for the mirror. Uh, you have Terra Flying Dragonite. Uh, with multi-scale, so you get to tank that first super effective hit really well, but it also means you have very powerful stab flying Terra Blast. And um, and you're also Lumberry, so you can't be slept, you can't be burnt. Yep. Um, Sylveon felt very, very standard for the most part. Terra Fire mm-hmm. isn't something we had seen for a while. Uh, Terra Water had become a little bit more common, but I think Terra Fire is obviously fine still. And then... Uh, their Tyranitar here is a Pokemon we hadn't really seen a ton in Series 1. Uh, we saw it, like, one time with Lycanroc doing, like, Endeavor things. But uh, it kind of just is, just, like, Tyranitar is just like, hey, I'm still a good Pokemon. I have 600 base stat total. Like, I'm still good. Don't sleep on me. And it works out great with the rest of this team as kind of just, like, covering for the rest of the weaknesses that you clearly have. Yep. But my, my favorite part here is this uh, Great Tusk. <sighs> yep. <laughs> you you are a big fan of Great Tusk. I have played zero games with it, therefore I hate it. Um, <laughs> That's how that works. Headlong Rush is the best ground-type move in the game. <laughs> it's really freaking good. Like... It's the best. It's the best single target ground type move in the game. You don't have to worry about accuracy or anything like that. It's going to hit. You get to terror ground to remove all your uh, innate fighting weaknesses from you. So psychic, fairy, fly, uh, and all that jazz. Um, and you just hit really, really hard with life orb. And I think I I would say that this is probably the best ground type in the game right now, like by far. I know you've been playing a lot with Mudsdale and really enjoying it, but I think if you get to play with Great Tusk just a little bit, you'll probably swap over pretty quickly just after seeing how much damage this thing does. Yeah, it it impressed me on the weekends. Like when I was when I got to watch it and everything, it was very good. It was very very impactful. Mm-hmm. Just uh, not for me. I would rather go beat beat pony. Yeah, like, I just, there's so many things that Great Tusk could do. Um, there's Sash and Life Orb and Assault Vest, and, like, there's so many different sets you can play at this thing. Um, there were, I think, 11 in the top 32, which, when you go and look at it, it's just, like, Fluttermane, there was 20 of those, 14 Iron Hands, 12 Bundle, and then 11 Great Tusk and 11 Gothitelle as your top five used Mons. Um, it says something. It's just like, hey, here's these three Paradox Pokemon that we all kind of knew were really, really good, and then here's Great Dusk. <laughs> Let's just mm-hmm. shove that in here as the uh, second best, uh, second most represented uh, Scarlet uh, Paradox Pokemon. You, uh, you hadn't mentioned like overall like usage yet, right? Not a ton. I've kind of been referencing it a little bit, but I did go through and do all the fun math here for all that. For at least top it's, 32. It's crazy to me how much Gothitelle there was here in Top Cut. 
Yeah. Like, that is that is not a Pokemon I anticipated seeing. And for it to have, you know, one in, essentially one in three teams here is absurd to me. Um, Like, coverage mentioned this earlier in the day. Uh, there was actually just a lot of inherent Parish Trap. Just not to the degree of what Wolf was playing. Mm-hmm. And I think Gothitelle being the only, like, Shadow Tag user we have access to right now. Quote me if I'm wrong. I think I think that that's all we have. That sounds correct. Um, I have I have showdown pulled up. I will tell you 100%. Like, Gothitelle is great on hyper offense because you have access to fake out and ability to counter trick room. Um, it's great on the trick room teams because you do have access to that trick room. You do have access to fake out. Um, you are naturally fairly bulky on the special side. So you don't have to worry about, like, Shadow Ball. That's very, very common. But you do have to worry about uh, some physical moves. But you can kind of calc for that. Uh, and it's amazing just, like, stopping people from pivoting around to getting away from certain leads. If you know you have a very strong Pokemon that you can lead with or a very strong game plan going into an opposing team and mm-hmm. they need to pivot out to reset Intimidate or to get away from a super effective hit and they can't, it changes the whole dynamic of the game and it really forces your opponent into a very bad situation. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, going through some of this other usage here, uh, Arcanine and Amoongus uh, were right after each after the top five here at ten uses apiece. Um, there were nine Talonflame, nine Goldengo, uh, eight Tatsugiri and Dondozo pairs. Um, there was eight Dragonite as well, which is very very cool. Uh, notable for the Tatsugiri, there were six Orange, one Yellow, and one uh, Pink. Uh, so do with that information what you will. Uh, going through the rest of this here, um, seven Brute Bonnet, which means there were 17 Amoongus-esque Pokemon in uh, in Top Cut, which is really cool. Uh, Brute Bonnet is definitely not Amoongus, though. Uh, I know a lot of people want to play it as Amoongus, and you can. It's just you're better at doing Brute Bonnet things with like Bullet Seed, Sucker Punch, and Spore. Rather than trying to be that redirector with Rage Powder and Regenerator. So, it's really interesting, right? Like, when when we first got the the game, it was one of the first Pokemon I wanted to play with. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, one of the, it was the coolest Pokemon. <laughs> one of the cool ones, at least. It was, it was really surprising to me. Like, honestly how much more offensive it was compared to Amoongus. And that was something that it took me a non-zero amount of time to figure out. Yeah. Like, you know, it has access to Stab Sucker Punch, which is something that, like, obviously Amoongus doesn't get to do. But the downside is, is you're slightly faster, which is, you know, take that as what you will, and you lose Regenerator. Yeah. The, the losing regenerator is like the big selling point of Amoongus because Amoongus does get to be that bulky redirector that can just co- switch it out, heal up some, pull it back in, take more hits, and rinse and repeat. Brute Bonnet, that damage is there for pretty much forever, unless you do some weird shenanigans. Um, 
it's funny, uh, a lot of them just play Pollen Puff, which is super effective in a brute bonnet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so uh, it's it's it'll be interesting to see this uh, rise and fall of like Paradox Pokemon versus their modern counterpart. Or in the case of like uh, some of the Violet ones, the future versus the present. But um I think it would be cool to watch how, like, if Brute Bonnet rises in usage because of its capability to just actually be a damage dealer and still redirect. Because the parts that have Amoongus, it still gets the good parts of Amoongus. It still gets the Spore, it still gets the Rage Powder. Uh, but you do, but now you just get to actually deal significant damage with it. So then it puts your opponent like, oh, do I need to sit here and think about it? Or can I just treat it as an Amoongus? Um, go ahead. It, it gets to do, you know, both, right? Like, that's that, that's the cool thing about it, is when you need it to be a, a support Pokemon with, like, Spore and re- Redirection, you can have it do that, while also just putting on a ton of pressure with, like, Loaded Dice, um, Bullet Seed, or Crunch, or Sucker Punch, or whatever, you know? Also, it's super weird that it has a tail. Does that bother anyone else? It's a dinosaur. It, but It's, it's a dinosaur. It just bothers me, man. It, I don't know why. It just it bothers me so much. And every time it was on camera this week, I'm just like, ugh. It just it made me physically shudder. Here, here's <sighs> another thing for you. It has four legs and two arms. That one I did know. It's a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> um, four legs, two arms, a tail, and a hat. Yep. Uh. I mentioned Tyranitar in third. There were six Tyranitars total, and I know I mentioned this to you. Five of them were paired with Great Tusk and Iron Bundle. <laughs> it's crazy that it's both of them. Yeah, it's five of them every time. Great Tusk, Iron Bundle. Um, you might be able to go down the list and see. I believe it was a lot of people building with the same squad. Because I believe it's repeated a lot. There was like a Talonflame, Iron Bundle, Gothitelle, Great Tusk, Tyranitar, Fluttermane kind of team. And we and we saw that variations on that a little bit. Um, someone you're very familiar with, uh, Wu, um, William mm-hmm. the Shuai, uh, they played uh, a very similar team with uh, Arcanine instead of that Gothitelle. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to. William and see if I can steal the team for laddering because it's a cool looking team. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Um, let's see, finished in thirteenth here. See, we have covert cloak bundle, um, do, 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 safety goggles, Arcanine, Terra Water. We have booster, Fluttermane, Terra Steel, Ghost, Sharpbeak, Talonflame. Flying Assault Vest T-Tar, and then uh, Ground Life Orb Great Tusk. Yeah. Really, really sick team. Um, There's a lot of variations of this. I was going through and I was looking at while you were talking. Uh, four, uh, Three of them are that Bundle, Flutter, T-Tar, Great Tusk, Talonflame, Gothitelle. There's this one that is playing Arcanine instead of Gothitelle. And then there's James's version... That switched out a couple other Pokemon. They are playing Sylveon and Dragonite over the Talonflame and the uh, 
uh, I forgot, I lost the other word. And the, uh, flutter. That's the word. Yes. Which, and so it's just like, it's interesting to see, like, how many of these people team built together. Uh, was it just, it just ended up being like a really cool meta call. Um, did a lot of people just kind of come to the same conclusion? And that's what's going to be great is like seeing these team reports and people talking about, hey, I built with so-and-so and we both got top 32 or I didn't build with this person, but it was cool to see that they came up with something similar and mm-hmm. they also made top cut at this event. Yep, full agree. Um, I don't know if you watched the TCG at all. No. Um, so from my understanding, there is a group of six people who ended up like building together. And I believe they all played the same list of like Lugia V-Star. Mm-hmm. Um, they going into top cut, they finished first, second and third. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like you want to talk about a very good weekend. I, I would classify that as a very good weekend. Yeah. Um, Let's let's talk about something that didn't have a very good weekend that everyone was kind of thought was going to be good. Uh, spam just did not come to play this week, which sucks, man. Uh, Arborage and Didi, um, there were f- it says five on my list. Uh, that's because there was an Indidi by itself and an Arborage by itself. <laughs> the other four were paired with uh, each other. And... No, I I've. I've played Armor Rouge by itself. It was fine. That's the best thing I could say about it. It was fine. Uh, it it just didn't translate as well into this mm-hmm. format, I think. Um, that, a lot of people were kind of prepared for it. I think that T-Tar being good is part of the problem with Versailles Spam. <laughs> because you can kind of just, like... If you can't expanding force it, most of the time you just click arm cannon, and that's still not great in a T-Tar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, sand sand boosts the special defense. You kind of get to sit there and eat it. It's likely assault vest anyway. So I, I would go out on a limb and say T-Tar was kind of the reason Spam just didn't show up this week. And that, that might be a trend that continues. So we might see more T-Tar going into OCIC in Knoxville. So what you're saying is we need to start running uh, Terra Fighting Armor Rouge with Terra Blast to deal with all of the opposing uh, T-Tars. That doesn't work because they can just Terra Flying in front of you. Well, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't work because they just Terra Flying. Um, yeah, definitely going to have to come up with some uh, unique ways with Psy Spam to kind of adapt to that, but that's an mm-hmm. actually an interesting way to think about, like, why didn't something like, why didn't something that was a known thing that was going to be doing well, especially on ladder, just did not show up at Orlando. And part of it could also be open team sheets. Yeah. Um when Pokemon like this, like Indeedee and Armor Rouge, that have a lot of like four move slot syndrome, it uh it makes it easier on ladder because your opponent has to play around the five or six options you can run. But an open team sheet, they know what you have. They know your what four moves you brought, and so your your opponent doesn't have to play that guessing game as much. 
getting down into some of the one ofs down here, um, like there was one Stone Journer, one Screamtail, what? One Sandy Shocks, one Sableye, one Pelipper, one Palmot, one Murkrow, one Lycanroc Dayform, one Grimmsnarl, one Glamora, one Gastrodon, one Garchomp. One Espathra, uh, one Driftblim, and one Annihilate. Let's see. There's the Driftblim. The Driftblim and the Garchomp are together. Uh, the Driftblim, Garchomp, Lycanroc are all yes. together. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't hear you say one Lycanroc. Uh, um, the Stonejourner is on one of the Psyspam teams, which is very interesting. Like, you get to set your psychic training for your Arbor Rouge with Ndidi. Ndidi takes the hit, goes down, you set up Trick Room, you swap in Stone Journer. Stone Journer's power spot activates, and Arbor Rouge just blows everything up. <laughs> I now realize why I've been playing against a bunch of Mousehold Annihilate on ladder today. Yeah. Darn you, Freeze-Eye. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm just like, man, I keep running into this, and I don't know why. Yeah. Um, Figured it out. <laughs> for those that were uh, unsure of what was going on with that, um, Freezei, a.k.a. Uh, Bouchon, uh, they played, this was the other half of the Dozo Mirror in, uh, in Top Cut, in the first round of Top Cut. And, um, Annihilate Mousehold's still really good. Um, it's just it's it's a little harder to reliably do your thing um, because the damage threshold is much higher. Mm-hmm. So annihilate annihilate while it does get to just boost its rage fist to ungodly amounts of damage, you you don't get to really heal any of that damage because it you just get o-code by certain things. There's there's a very big fairy flying weakness, uh, fairy ghost weakness into Annihilate, and Fluttermane fills yep. that void very very well. <laughs> yep. So it's hard. It's definitely hard to abuse it as good as you do on like on ladder and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite pairing though is the uh, Sandy Shocks Espathra 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 Espathra. That's, I think that sounds right. I don't remember. I don't really care how to pronounce it. But um, it's my favorite duo because you get to do gravity hypnosis things with speed boost. <laughs> so I just saw it. Uh, it, it. I don't think it ended up finishing very well in the top 32. I think it got knocked out pretty early. Oh, I, I scrolled too far. I, I went down into top 64. Ah. Like, Man, I just saw it. Where'd it go? But yeah, it, uh, 29th. Yeah, I was gonna say it got knocked out pretty early, but it it is really cool. Mm-hmm. Full so, agree. So you get to do the whole protect speed boost thing, uh, if you want to do that. Uh, Sandy Shocks has the booster energy on, so I believe it's all but impossible to get anything but special attack with Sandy Shocks. It's pretty dang hard. Uh, I believe you have to do a lot of finagling in order to mm-hmm. do it because of the way the stats line out. 
I, I just did the deep dive on this not too long ago. I should know this stuff. Um, it is very similar to um, Slitherwing, where it's really hard to uh, make it anything other than... Other than special uh, attack. Yeah, or attack um, in, in Slitherwing's case. In, in the case of Sandy Shocks, you can do it. Uh, max speed timid is only 168, so that means you could at least put 204 EVs into special attack and still get the the speed boost if you're if that's what you're after. But a lot of the times, what they'll do is they'll just run bulky and just blow you and just get the mm-hmm. get the um, special attack boost because that just means more damage. Yep. So the the whole cool part about this is you you do gravity hypnosis things like you would with Gothitelle, right? Like Dusclops Gothitelle got to do in mm-hmm. uh, Sword and Shield. Um but this also makes it uh to where you have 100% accurate will o wisps. Uh you don't have to worry about like any of your moves missing ever. Um and as Pathra by itself is still really, really good. Lumina Crash is busted. <laughs> Lumina Crash is really freaking good, man. <laughs> if you want a move that just snowballs things out of the game, Lumina Crash can do it. Um, yeah, it's it's really sick. I'm a big fan of it. Something I didn't know that as Pathra gets to do is pounce. That is a very interesting tool to have. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a hundred percent a hundred percent chance to lower? Um, attack or yes, okay. So it's our speed. It's speed. It's one hundred percent to lower the target's speed by one. Yes, which yes. when you're speed boosting, that's insane. Oh, one hundred percent. Like that's the fact so that you important. can guarantee always be faster than your opponent. Like really sick. Like it, it helps you in the situations where like oh bundles on the field. You need to outspeed it. You can. Protect a couple, uh, protect a couple turns, or pivot around it a couple times. Get your speed boosts up to where you are in the safe position, and then if it comes back in, or if it just comes in, you can pounce on it, and hit it, and put it down back to neutral, and blow it up eventually. Um, yep. But yeah, that was like all the cool stuff. Um, no Ferrigarafs, uh in Top Cut. Uh, Ferrigarath is something I want to explore a little bit. It's something I, I, think, I, I think it picked, has utility. It's something I had picked uh, before we even got to Orlando uh, that was probably going to do well because it had been doing well in the grassroots tournaments. Uh, but it just didn't translate here for some reason. And I'm not sure as to why. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Gorgonical, another Pokemon I thought would do better. Uh, only two in the top 32. Uh, I believe there was like a few more in the top 64. Counted two more in top, uh, three more in top 64. So five top 64. That's not like terrible, but definitely um, so not definitely did not have the day I thought it was going to have. Yep. Um, again, it goes to show that a lot of the early grassroots tour stuff that we had before the actual uh, event happened ended up really affecting the meta going into this event because, like, Psy Spam was really good. Organic Club had been winning events. Uh, 
Dozo was kind of starting to trend back upwards and do well. Obviously, Fluttermane, Iron Hands, Iron Bundle, all really doing very strong things. There was the very powerful core of Arcanine Amoongus, uh, Iron Hands, and Iron Bundle on teams for a lot of teams. And that was doing very, very well. And so now it's like... You kind of see bits and pieces, but people have adapted things a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool to go back and look at this stuff and kind of see what's happening. It'll be fun to go and look at Knoxville in a couple weeks or OCIC and see how fast it shifted. Agreed. I think it'll be it'll be really interesting and really fun. Okay. That brings us to the end of our Orlando coverage. Uh, I feel like we had a pretty good discussion, and obviously, uh, if you wanna if you wanna see more of the the data and stuff, I'm assuming you're gonna have it linked down below for people to see. I'll have the uh, the the VR link and probably the uh, tweet to the top thirty two. The sheet is mine. I'm not spreading that around. That's my data. Good enough. <laughs> I will tell you fine. it over like. The, uh, if you ask for it, I will tell it to you, but I am not going to share it. That is that is our research data. In other words, get your own. Yeah, exactly. Go do go do it yourself. <laughs> one of my uh, one of my podcasts I listen to has a slogan of uh, "Get your own podcast." <laughs> so <laughs> it just made me think of that. Okay. That brings us in the team of the week. We haven't done this segment in a hot minute. It has been a hot minute. Speaking of which, I need to I need to load that up so I can send it to you. Yes. Uh, for those at home that are watching the video, you'll see it on screen right now. But uh, I don't have a very good picture as of right now because... The, the picture I had was really low quality. Yeah. And uh, I haven't sent one to Carl to update it yet. But it features a lot of the really cool Pokemon that we were talking about earlier. Uh, Sandy Shocks, Garganical, um, and then some Pokemon that we really didn't get to see at Orlando. Uh, things like Baxcalibur, Meowscarada, Mimikyu. Um, and then it rounds out the team with a, with a really cool Volcarona set with, with like Rocky Helmet and Tailwind. Yeah, the, the team really impressed me. Um, I, I was really, really impressed with everything it had going on. And I think that, honestly, uh, I think that, like, outside of the Sandy Shocks, it really, really was a great team. And I'm not saying that Sandy Shocks was bad. It just, it felt awkward. It felt really awkward at times. Sandy Shocks has a very niche thing that it does on these teams. And if you don't run into the thing that it's supposed to be, it just doesn't do anything. Yep. That's kind of just like how a lot of these tech Pokemon are working right now on these teams. Because that's kind of where the format's at right now is I have this strong, solid core of four, five Pokemon. And then I have my tech Pokemon that answers a certain matchup that I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. And for this team, that's kind of what the Sandy Shocks slot is doing. It's like, hey, I am this very unique Pokemon. I have access to electric ground and grass coverage because of my Terra. And I have booster energy, so I deal a lot of damage if I get out on the field. Uh, but that's all I'm really supposed to do. You can't, like, p 
pivot around me. Don't don't use me to take damage. Don't use me to pivot in and expect me to live hits and things like that. Yep, it's it's gonna be a bad time. I think uh, the first game I brought it, it came in and immediately died. Yeah. And then I think there was one other game I had it where I'm just like, man, this is really rather unfortunate. However, you didn't but, lose a single game, so that is true. Like it, it really was quite impressive. Now, I think most of that was like the backs of Garganical, Meowth and Baxcalibur, um, just being very good meta threats at the time. Uh, and this team won two grassroots events, pretty close succession too. So oh, sick! This team definitely is very very strong. Um, definitely, if you're looking for something to play uh, in a grassroots tour is coming up, I think this still translates very well. Um, mm-hmm. You'd like you have a significant like you have Dozo answers, you have answers to Fluttermane, you have answers to a lot of the big threats. I think in the game, maybe not so much like Psy Spam, but uh, the rest of the format should be pretty easily for you to handle if you take the time to learn this squad. Mm-hmm. I just love so, yeah. this loaded dice backscalibur. I just keep looking at it and I just love it. <laughs> it was a it was a good team. It was really, really impressive. Rental code is on screen for those that want it. Um Pick it up and go play it. Yep. It's fun. Pick it up, go play it. It's great. Ten out of ten would recommend. Okay. That puts us at the end of the show. It does. It does. Anything This has been a good one. This has been a fun one. Any last remarks about Orlando before we head out the door? It's pony time. Pony time? I, you, <laughs> you told me that you had found a uh, a, a, a Mudsdale team. Was it, uh, I think it was from Bruno, right? They ended yes. Up, like, they went like 5-5 five and five or something? Finished 5-5 five and five at Orlando, and uh, they brought Mudsdale, so... We will Expect probably me to talk see... about Mudsdale between now and Knoxville a lot. <laughs> we will probably see Mudsdale on laddering this week, if I had to guess. Yep. I, I most likely am going to be playing Mudsdale this week, so. Um, I think Orlando was a great first, like, Series 2, t- like, show off. Um, we got to see a whole lot of diversity, a whole lot of cool different things going on. Uh, some more than others. I think there's still a lot to look into uh, overall, like what series two has to offer us because we went into it with kind of these expectations from preseason of, Hey, these things are good. We're going to just play with these because we don't know what else to expect. We don't know what else is going on. Um, And then we start to see things like great Tusk emerge where it's just like, this was kind of under the radar and now it's really popular. Things like Gothitel start to become very, very popular because it just is really good into a blind field a lot of the time. And so yep. now that we have actual data to look at, I think the formats will homogenize a little bit faster and will probably settle in pretty quick. Um, I do think Parish Trap's going to be still around. People are going to try to win with it after Wolfie did it because it's Wolf Click. It's just kind of how the community acts and reacts to it. Uh, so don't get frustrated on ladder when you run into the parish trap five times in a day. I, um, I think I had already mentioned it where I was working on, 
Uh, I've been working on stuff for Orlando. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for for Knoxville, and I I played against Wolf's team like immediately afterwards. Oh, of course. And just like I I just messaged the guy on there. I said I see someone else is a uh, a fan of uh, Orlando as well, and they just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I I think. Series two has a lot to offer in terms of like format growth. Still, uh, that's one of the cool things about having formats like when they rotate, as having events so close to the start, is it really gets to like you get to see all the creative stuff come out before people really get a good chance to really test, and you get to see things like Screamtail do really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was a fun event. It was really fun to get to watch and everything. And, uh, I think, I, 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 think, I think the to... coverage was great. I thought the coverage oh, was Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, Twitter disagrees with me. Well, <laughs> it's Twitter. Ask me how surprised I am to hear that. Um, they wanted, like, there was so much downtime in day one and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you can't play more than one, like, one match of Pokemon per round, guys, on camera. It's just... They either yep. either you have to devote more resources to recording a second game and then having your casters cast over that, um, or you delay every round by an extra forty five minutes to an hour because you held someone's match back in case the first match went short. Yep, um, it just is not viable either. It's it's just not a viable thing to run. Uh, you kind of just are gonna have to take one round at a time. Um, it it it's it'd be cool if they could record more than one game, and you could Agreed. do like the time walk thing that Magic does, and you could cast over a pre-recorded game at a faster speed, less downtime in between games, and things like that. Uh, skip over matches and such. And I think they started doing something similar to that in Sword and Shield sometimes, but um. Like, the regionals, the people organizing the regionals don't have the resources and manpower to do that. It takes a lot to run these events. And Agreed. People need, people need to cut these uh, organizers just a little bit of slack. Agreed. It's not all their fault. Yeah, it was it was a fun event. Yeah. Largest VGC event ever. Stamp it. For now. I would I would be surprised if that's not the case. Like moving forward, for I ha- I have heard inklings that Knoxville is very close to the same size. <sighs> it is currently very close, and we're still a few weeks out. They could still open up more slots at Knoxville if the capacity could hold it. So we'll see how uh, the rest of these events go as they open up. Uh, I would expect places uh, like on the East coast, maybe Charlotte to be uh, probably very, very popular spot. Hartford would probably be a popular one, but it will probably be a limited space. Uh, I know Fort Wayne's probably going to be a popular one as well, because it's usually fairly easy to get out to Uh, Mm -hmm. right there next to Indianapolis. Flights are easy to get. Then you just kind of just taxi into Fort Wayne. It's not that big a deal. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I someone has told me I've heard a couple people tell me that Knoxville's attendance is probably just as high because they had some people who went to Orlando to play take the voucher deal to go play in Knoxville. 
Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it makes sense. They were offering like a some sort of three hundred and fifty dollar voucher. Apparently, I'm not sure if it's a, if this is real or not. But I've heard multiple stories of this like being a thing. So it's either word of mouth from like multiple different sources got it and blew it up on Twitter. But apparently, uh, they were offering a $350 voucher to go to Knoxville if they did not play in Orlando. Obviously, we knew what player numbers were before uh, actual day one. And Mm -hmm. it went from like over 800 to 750. So that tells me that There is something going on somewhere. Either people just kind of just didn't show up or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. But I I would expect Knoxville numbers to be very, very close. <laughs> I'm ready for 10, ten hours. You, you of, almost 100% are going to be having 10 rounds at Knoxville. Hell yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm so excited. Are you going to play all 10 rounds? It depends. It depends on what Tiff wants to do. I mean, like if if she if she's not you know ready to go and I'm not in contention, then we'll probably drop or whatever. But uh, if she does well, are you just going to play it out? Yeah, hundred percent. Just play all the rounds out, no matter what. Yep, that's that's my thing. If if I can, I'm going to play, and if uh, if things go bad for me and bad for her then like we'll just drop and go do something else and it'll be okay yeah but for the most part nah it'll be fine okay you ready to get out of here bub i think so all right everyone thank you so much for watching make sure you like comment and subscribe if you're listening over on youtube if you're listening on any of the audio platforms uh you know make sure you leave a leave a five-star review and Help us out and push our stuff against all the algorithm and stuff, and send the send the the uh, send the podcast to you know someone someone you know in in the VGC community. Help us grow. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> we would we would really really appreciate growth. Um, past that, you can always follow us over on Twitter at LR Lessons. Myself at Mister Missouri Twenty Five. Carl's at Musical VGC. You can also follow us. Over on Twitch at Mr. Missouri25 and Carl's at Musical over there. Um, let's see. You can also come and join our community Discord. That's where you get to play in all of our events. I know we talked about our Rumble that we had this past weekend. Uh, we have weekly best of threes that you can come play in as well. If uh, if you're just looking for extra experience, we're willing to let you have it. Speaking so. of the Rumble, the uh, yes. the next one is the weekend of OCIC. It is available on Limitless to register for. Um, you'll just have to join the Discord, and I'll probably be posting the join code on Monday, or when this goes okay. live. Cool. Perfect. You heard it here first. Um, make sure you go ahead and check out the uh, website that's lrlessons.com while you're over there make sure you check out the merch page i literally just picked up some more merch tonight um because i want to make sure i have fancy t-shirts for when i when i get to Knoxville. fun fun i don't know if we have any of the stickers left from last year to hand out at Knoxville. i had i have no idea i've moved between now and then i don't know what happened to them they're gone gone you can yell at me 
I had them at one point, and I don't know what happened to them. Gosh dang it, Carter. <laughs> yep, all my fault. I'm the worst. Um, and let's see. Finally, if you are interested in supporting us, uh, you can always go on over to our Patreon page. And for as little as, like, 50 cents an episode, you can help keep our lights on and, and uh, make us happy. Yep. So want to give a special, special shout-out to our $10 and up patrons, including Johnny Bravo Sr., uh, that is Dylan of Paldea, and Papa Swish. And I believe that's it. I think we're ready to go home. That's a wrap I'm ready to on go to 153. Bed. All right. Let's get out of here, man. Thank you all so much, everyone. Have a fantastic day, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace.